Ready? Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by Lipolite Naples, and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here on Rejuvenations Health Radio, uh, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Welcome, everybody. And again, thank you for making this show the number one health radio show listened to on the internet in Southwest Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, we're brought to you by Lipolite Naples and Naples Cryospa. And as you know, that's run by Dr. Ron Repesey, Jr., he is a chiropractor, he's board certified in neurology, and he is board certified in functional medicine. If you want a slim shape tone, uh, get rid of some of those uh, that extra fat, get it back into your skinny jeans, and get into that swimsuit, uh, give Dr. Ron a call at 239-331-5886, 239-331-5886, and we'll hear more about Dr. Ron uh, uh, and what he offers uh, later in the show. Uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I am uh, in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, and uh, enjoying the cold, uh, rainy weather. Uh, needless to say, I do miss the sunny weather of southwest Florida, where I usually uh, broadcast from. I'm broadcasting now uh, from a different computer, so I hope everything works out fine. We hope to have Dr. Jerry Smith on again today. And the show today will be a hodgepodge of things, but we will hit on proton pump inhibitors. As you know, I don't like that medication. We will talk about statin drugs. As you know, I don't like that medication. We'll talk about flu shots. As you know, I don't like that medication either. So, uh, and we'll bring up some other things like air fresheners and, uh, and what we have to get back to uh, to get healthy again. So I'd like to open the show today with uh, what I have been preaching for many, uh, many years about these proton pump inhibitors. For years, I've been warning you, right, about the dangers of these drugs like Nexium, Prelozec, Prevacid. You know, uh, people pop them every day to treat heartburn and block stomach acid, and they've been linked to everything from infection to broken bones to kidney damage. But now researchers, again, from three large institutes have proven that these medications block more than some guys that they're able to take special cells that protect our blood vessels, and basically they disable them. So if you're treating heartburn, yourself on a fast track to a heart attack or a stroke. Now let me explain something about this Velcro connection. When these drugs went over the counter, the FDA opened a Pandora's box. You never believe it when you walk through the acid aisle of a store now. But not too long ago, it took a doctor's visit to get your hands on these purple pills, the purple crack as they are known. 
Now, not only are they available everywhere we turn, but we're bombarded with TV ads, like the ones from Larry the Cable Guy, who says, take Prilosec every day. Well, if you want to take your medical advice from the Cable Guy, go ahead. But I hope Larry has a, a good health insurance plan because more bad news about these drugs is coming out all the time. A few months ago, I told you how they've been linked to an especially deadly kind of cancer. Esophageal cancer has been linked to these drugs. And before that, I warned you about the connection between proton pump inhibitors and dementia and Alzheimer's disease. And of course, there's also bone and kidney damage and life-threatening infections. If that wasn't enough to have you toss these medications right out of your medicine cabinet and into the trash, how about this? This may be the last drug you need. I hope it is because now we know the risk is even worse than we thought, uh, if that's possible. Research from Scripps, ladies and gentlemen, that's S-C-R-I-P-P-S in Baylor, and the Houston Methodist Research Institute have found that proton pump inhibitor drugs can mess with something very important in your blood vessels. You see, the stomach isn't the only place where acid is produced. Special cells in blood vessels called lysosomes also produce acid, and that acid, what does that do? It clears the waste products and keeps things running smoothly. So when exposed to a proton pump inhibitor drug in the laboratory, guess what? Special stars cells started aging rapidly and could no longer do their job. They start to convert from Teflon to what I just said, something like Velcro. And I didn't make that up. That was uh, said by the leader of the study, Dr. John Cook. And that's when the inside of our blood vessels can get as sticky as a toddler's finger holding cotton candy. The doses of Nexium that the researchers used on these cell cultures wasn't some gigantic amount either. It was exactly the same amount that millions of Americans take every single day. And as soon as Dr. Uh, Cook exposed the drugs uh, it, to uh, these proton pump inhibitors, uh, they started uh, uh, the first step uh, to making these blood vessels clog up. Seriously, as soon as Dr. Cook's study was released, pharma-friendly doctors jumped in saying that while the research is an important first step, quote-unquote, they need to know more before they advise patients to stop taking these drugs. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, don't we know enough already? I mean, how many warnings are we going to have to come out before these medications about these meds before doctors start taking action. It's unbelievable to me uh, for them to keep uh, acting like a bunch of ostriches, that is with their heads in the sand. But if by now you're ready to kick these drugs for good, there's something important you need to know. Do not stop cold turkey as you can get a rebound acid secretion, also known as a trampoline effect. That translates to the worst acid you've ever had in your life. So you have to taper your dose down slowly. So just a few words of advice on what else you can do. Take probiotics. Cut down on high acid beverages such as coffee. Don't eat too close to bedtime. Sleep with the head of your bed higher. Drinking. Now, that's not that does not mean just putting two pillows under your neck, ladies and gentlemen. That's actually lifting the head of your bed. Drinking a glass of water each day with a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. I know that might sound crazy, but it works. So 
that's my, if you don't have anything else today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please get off the purple crack. It's, it's known as purple crack because it's addicting, because, because when you try to get off it, you get that rebound effect. It is absolutely horrible. And before we go further, I see Dr. Jerry Smith here on the line. Good afternoon, Dr. Smith. Good to be on here. I just be careful the way you talk about us northerners here with our bad weather. We may not let you come back up here again. Don't, you know what? I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jerry, I mean, I uh, you know, for years, as I started this radio show three years ago. And I have been preaching about proton pump inhibitors, and this, the story never changes. It just gets worse and worse and worse. So because well, uh, they don't, yeah, they don't do their homework. And the scary part thing is, um, number one, when you decrease the acid production, <clears throat> your protein putrefies, and you get cadaverine and all kinds of rotten protein in your gut, which then you know causes your brain to be, uh, you know, foggy, uh, swollen joints, stiffness, just feeling lousy, ammonia being produced. There was a a wonderful paper written many years ago that traced uh, 100 years in the medical literature of intestinal toxemia. And when the doctors would give uh, colonics or enemas to their patients that were constipated, you know, heart issues, acne, kidney problems, many, many things would clear up by removing these toxic compounds. And so when these uh, protein uh, pumps, uh, you know, the protein uh, pump inhibitors work, they they destroy the contents and, and make it putrefied in your intestines and make you sicker. Yeah. And one, one thing people don't realize, as we get older, we have less and less acid. And we need acid. We need that gastric acid to help us digest our foods. Uh, And we need it to absorb nutrients. And we need it to stop protein putrefaction, like Dr. Smith just said. So uh, the acid is there for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. It's not there just to be lowered. And it's really important for your health. It's important for digestion. Very important for digestion. And if, if you don't need a reason to stop the one that should make you stop is esophageal cancer. These drugs are associated with esophageal carcinoma. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the tube between your mouth and your stomach. Uh, Really serious. Uh, So between the blood clotting, the heart attacks, the strokes, and everything else we've been talking about. uh, I don't know what else to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to keep preaching it. Uh, Like Dr. Dr. Smith says, we we get one person to stop out of all our listeners that uh, we've done a good job. Well, you know, the other adverse side effects, like you said, when it decreases the acidity, you decrease the absorption of your B12. And, um, you know, you increase, you know, if you're taking it for one year or longer, you can increase your risk of osteoporosis, a related type, of, you know, fractures of the hip. So, you know, in, in one essence, they're trying to mask a symptom, but they're setting you up for major, major problems. And, you know, once an elderly person gets a broken hip, uh, it's all downhill from there. Right. There's no doubt about it because they require anesthesia and, and uh, it's a domino effect with, with your health, ladies and gentlemen. You need, a strong, you need your strong bones and you need to get your meat out of that seat and start walking around. Really important to stay active. Running water doesn't freeze, ladies and gentlemen. You must stay active. 
Well, I'm going to, uh, well, we'll come back to this subject, I'm sure, many, many times uh, because it's really, really critical. Uh, well, you know, critical. That was just going to say, it's important for our clients and our listeners to do what we talked about on our first show of this new year. You have to critically think about your medications, your anything procedure that's being done to you. You must ask questions. You have to be informed. You have to listen to shows like a Rejuvenation Health Radio. You have to uh, read the package insert because your doctors aren't doing it, ladies and gentlemen. They're not doing it. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, one of the important yeah, of the- aspects with this whole problem of uh, the acid issue is what the heck is the underlying causes? And, you know, today, if the doctor gives you more than three minutes, you think you've been blessed by the Pope on a medical visit. The key here is that, you know, back in 1936, Hans Selye did tremendous research on distress. And what he discovered was that you can have chemical distress, structural distress, and emotional distress. All three components stimulate the adrenal glands to increase cortisol. Cortisol stimulates hydrochloric acid production. So if you don't have any food in your stomach, you're going to be more prone for acid, uh, you know, for ulcerations. So from my perspective, just giving a medication to mask the symptom is Neanderthal mentality in, in looking to treat a patient. You want to look at is there a structural problem like, you know, your son with chiropractic, with subluxations, with misalignments of the spine, you know, the neck, the pelvis, the sacrum. Uh, you can have dental misalignments, malocclusions, TMJ, you know, which really stands for too much junk, uh, temporomandibular joint problems, <laughs> upper cervical problems where you have the superior cervical ganglion, which stimulates sympathetic. And then you can get into the chemical uh, potential distress where you have chemtrails where they're spraying aluminum, strontium, barium. Then there's pesticides on the food, frankenfoods, heavy metals, uh, aluminum in your de- deodorant, processing of public water to use alum. Uh, you, spend, you have lead from, spend fuel from these small airplanes. It's in the, in the gasoline, mercury from coal-burning uh, power plants, vapors from carpets. But, and then the emotional stuff, work, family, friends. I don't have to, you know, EMFs, Wi-Fi, cell phones. They're causing anxiety. They're causing disconnect between the brain and the organs. So the point that I'm saying is that if you don't address these issues, these people will never get well. You just keep, you know, you have a cash cow. You have a guaranteed annuity. They keep taking the drug and drug and not solving the problem. Are you trying to say that the physicians now are just treating symptoms and not looking at the cause? That, 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 that is a concept I don't think anybody's thought about. Well, they don't know that in medical school. Well, no, because the medical boards, as we've talked about, 75% of them come from the big pharmaceutical companies. So the young guys coming out are just learning to treat symptoms. It's just amazing, Jerry, how they took a, a lab study like cholesterol and made it into a disease. How they take dry skin and call it the dry skin syndrome. The oily skin, call it the oily skin syndrome. They're taking blood tests and symptoms and making diseases out of them. And why did they do that? So they can sell drugs. They are not getting to the basic cause of the disease, the underlying. Once you know the cause, ladies and gentlemen, the treatment's easy. And we're always going to come back to everything Dr. Smith has talked about, about the EMF and whatever. The bottom line is 
inflammation. And, and inflammation is underlies most chronic diseases. So coronary artery disease for one, you know, it, the basis of coronary artery disease is inflammation, not a high cholesterol. High cholesterol, the cholesterol is high because of the inflammation. So you, you have to find the cause of the inflammation before you can adequately treat that disease. So maybe to the, if we have time, we'll talk about a little bit about the President Eisenhower's myocardial infarction. If you, if you are old enough and you're listening to the show, ladies and gentlemen, it was in 1955. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll talk about, you know, a few things that we need in this country. You know, like uh, uh, I wrote down clean food and water, good sleep, a little exercise, simple movement. A normal cortisol level. How about that, Jerry? Does that fit in with what you were talking about? Yeah, exactly. How would that, how would that be for a healthy person? Uh, well, you don't want to get them too healthy. <laughs> well, I do because I, I, you know, I'm not selling drugs. I want them to be as healthy as they can be without the drugs because for every drug, there's a side effect. And that's the reason why these seniors are so many drugs. They get one drug, they get a side effect, then they get a drug for the, to treat the side effect. And it's on, it just goes on and on and on. Rather than well, did you ever check their, their social calendar, Ron? Their uh, social calendars, they go to the gastroenterologist on Monday. They go to the eye doctor on Tuesday. They go to the proctologist on Thursday. That's their social calendar. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I just had an experience with a, a, a friend of my wife's who uh, went to the emergency room because she had some dysuria, which is, painful urination and you know ladies and gentlemen she was given uh a drug that's used to treat uh, anthrax she was given a uh, a fluoroquinolone drug and I, i'm gonna just we're gonna stop here maybe just talk about fluoroquinolones for something that's cipro that's eleviquin i could tell you i think it's one of the most dangerous antibiotics in the world and uh you know our government is not lifting up finger to help you protect protect you from this i did a show on this about a year ago uh, this, this well, I, you know it's a deadly class of drugs you know you know jerry it might surprise you uh, uh you know we, we know about the ppis but to getting to the cause of a disease you know leviquin has been linked to aneurysms alzheimer's disease and crippling pain you know including as you know tendon ruptures and it's given out like candy. You have a urinary tract infection. Oh, we'll give you some Leviquin. We'll give you some Cipro. You'll be okay. I mean, would you take a chance of having an aneurysm before a urinary tract infection? Which you know, there are some natural things you could try first. I'm sure Dr. Smith will tell you what they are, including acidifying your urine. But I would Ron, tell you that, Ron, look at the positive side of this. If you have an aneurysm, you're going to go quickly. If you have a urinary infection, that's pain for years. <laughs> that's right. They can put you back on that drug a lot of times if you survive the side effects. Well, how about this? Do you know there's a federal lawsuit now against Leverquin? Well, let me just read. I'll read this to you so I don't get it wrong. A federal lawsuit is claiming that there was a major conspiracy to make millions of people Never know about the risks of Leviquin. Does that sound like our FDA or anybody with the, the pharmaceutical companies would have a conspiracy not to tell you about side effects? 
I don't, that doesn't ring a bell with me. Well, well, that's the police force for the pharmaceutical industry, the FDA. And what's interesting, I think I may have mentioned on a previous show, we had one patient flew in from Chicago that had internal trembling for a little over a year after taking one dose of Leviquin. And what was interesting, I made a homeopathic of the actual drug. And in 24 hours, his internal trembling totally resolved. He was been to many specialists, and they, they, they just couldn't figure it out. These drugs are getting trapped in the nervous system and organs and creating havoc. We had another patient uh, referred to us from Dallas, Texas, that had a bleed behind her right retina after one dose of Leviquin. These drugs are so darn dangerous, and we don't even know the full extent of damage that it's doing because if it's trapped in an organ or tissues, it, it may take six months, a year, year and a half before the ill effects manifest. Well, that's right. You know, I'm going to talk to, to, to our listeners more about this uh, uh, Leviquin lawsuit, but uh, looking at Medscape yesterday, which reports to physicians, it said about these drugs, Quote, the labels for these antibiotics already warn about the risk for tendinitis, tendon rupture, central nervous system effects, peripheral neuropathy, myasthenia gravis exacerbation, QT prolongation. Well, QT prolongation, ladies and gentlemen, has to do with your cardiogram and can lead to uh, arrhythmias, phototoxicity, and hypersensitivity. But get this. These adverse effects can all occur together. Just think of that. Peripheral neuropathy, painful nervous system, and they have been associated with ALS. So the consumer group filed two two petitions asking the FDA to notify the public that Levaquin and the entire class uh, to which it belonged could cause ALS and Alzheimer's. And people who suffered muscle and tendon damage from Levaquin even staged a march to Washington carrying signs that read, Levaquin cripples and kills. Now, let me tell you about Ms. Hamburg. Uh, during the six years that Margaret Hamburg ran the FDA, that was 2009 to 2015, people begged and pleaded with her to do something. Politicians wrote letters demanding more warnings be added to the drug. Then we had this consumer group. By judging the way that Hamburg sat on her hands, you would have thought she owned stock in this stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she didn't, but her husband did. Hamburg's hubby and the Leviquin maker, J&J, Johnson & Johnson, have been slapped with a fragile lawsuit claiming they worked together to make a fortune by hiding the dangers of this drug. You see, Hamburg's husband, Peter Brown, is an executive at an investment company called Renaissance Technologies. And according to this lawsuit, it owned $500 million in Johnson & Johnson stock. Now, I want to leave it up to your imagination what would happen if uh, the FDA pulled that uh, blockbuster drug Leviquin off the market. So, you know, maybe this is the way we got to go. Consumer groups, which I, uh, you know, sometimes don't get, don't, get their justice, but maybe this is the way we got to go to, to get this drug and its side effects known to everybody. Well, you know, Ron, now, Hamburg, Hamburg was also on the board of directors of, of Shine, one of the largest, um, you know, uh, suppliers of dental and medical equipment and drugs. So, you know, she had a definite conflict of interest and, yeah. uh, you know, from both ways. 
Well, let, let's hope that this lawsuit fully exposes the truth and uh, how our government, again, is failing to keep us safe. So I'll be watching this case, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to close this file down. I'll be watching this case, and we'll report on it. But here's a drug. Fluoroquinolone is the name of the group of drugs. It, it, you know, it, it, it includes Cipro and Levaquin and a couple others. But, you know, they, they are dangerous drugs. They are dangerous drugs and could kill you. And uh, the FDA advisory panel, I just have a note here, on November of 2015, recommended strong recommended stronger label warnings. Let's see if it ever if it ever gets uh, onto the label. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Rejuvenation's Health Radio. We're just trying to bring you up to the minute news that you can use. We're trying to uh, bring to you uh, unfiltered, uncensored opinions about the uh, and other issues uh, with no ties. This this show is self funded. We have no ties. They, uh, we may get off the air, especially after the next segment when we talk a little bit about vaccines. But um, let's just talk about and give Dr. Ron a little uh, break here for and hear about his cryosurgery, or cryotherapy that he's doing here in Naples. We'll be back in one minute and six seconds. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryo Spa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenations, cool cryo spa. Come chill with us. Okay, that's Dr. Ron, and you heard his ad, and you heard his address, and his phone number is 239 in Southwest Florida, North Naples, 239-331-5886. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Nettie, a dear friend that we will be seeing tomorrow, and a shout-out to all our new listeners uh, at FSC in Philadelphia. And our new listeners uh, at the Shell Point uh, Retirement Center in Fort Myers. So thank you all, and, and uh, thank you for listening. And I hope you learn something uh, each week uh, from this program. So when I was talking to, and I did talk to Dr. Smith this morning, he said, why don't you talk about vaccines? And I said, well, for three years now, I've kept that subject off the channel. And I, I'm going to continue to do that for now. But you know, I you, you do know I do not believe in a routine flu shot uh, because they have never been proven to do anything because they, uh, they're they always chasing last year's uh, flu. So they, they find out what was happening last year and they're the uh, flu they put into the vaccine. And then uh, they hope that that flu or a similar type of flu will come and you'll be somewhat protected. But it's been proven year after year after year, and that's not the case. So uh, you won't believe uh, what I'm going to read to you uh, 
about the flu shot claim. And then I'll let Dr. Smith tell you about the thimerosal and all the other problems that, that we've known about. And most, you know, flu vaccines have formaldehyde in it, too. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, formaldehyde, that stuff they, they embalm you with. Well, the flu people will say uh, this. It's not me, it's you. Like a jilted lover, the flu shot fanatics are cooking up all kinds of crazy excuses to explain why the vaccine has a high failure rate. It's embarrassing to them. And you're not going to believe this one. New research claims the real reason the vaccine is so useless. Get this, get this, ladies and gentlemen. You're getting it at the wrong time. Now, I'm not talking about, I don't mean you're getting it after the flu season already has passed. No, the study claimed the shot works best when you get it in the morning, specifically between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So what's next? You have to get it between 9 and 11, stand on one foot and sing the, you know, singing sea shanties or something, face east or whatever. Supposedly one month after vaccination, seniors who had the shot in the morning had higher levels of antibodies against two of the three flu strains than folks who got the shot in the afternoon. Well, Jerry, police, P-U-H-L-E-A-Z-E, police. If that's not something to file under weird fluke, I don't know what is. It's really comical. The researchers actually fess up and admit that the shot, as it is, offers almost no protection. They told uh, the Health, Health Day News that fewer than half of older adults make enough antibodies after vaccination to get any protection. Even that number is wildly optimistic. Studies show the flu shot is pretty much worthless in seniors, and during the notorious flu failure season of 2012-2013, the shot had a protection rate in older folks of just, get this, 9%. Yes, 9 out of 100. That doesn't mean 9% of people are protected, however. It means it cut the risk of flu by 9%. Since only 3% of the unvaccinated get sick anyway, that's a protection rate as close to zero as you can get with actually being zero. And the shot isn't much better in other age groups. A major analysis overall, the flu shot cuts the risk of getting sick from 2.7% in unvaccinated down to 1.2% in vaccinated. Would you say that's a uh, relative difference of 60%? But ladies and gentlemen, as we've told you, you don't want the relative risk. You want the absolute risk. And the absolute risk reduction is only 1.5%. So with summer just coming around the corner, you're not thinking much about the flu season, and, and you shouldn't be. But when September rolls around, the pressure to get injected will start up all over again. And this time they'll claim it'll work, especially if you get it in the morning. Don't fall for it. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about ways you can beat the flu naturally, common sense, good hygiene, high levels of natural health boosters such as vitamin D. It's been proven to be more than 800% more effective against the flu than the vaccine. So when the sun starts falling lower, make sure your intake of sunshine vitamin gets higher. Uh, That's my take on the flu vaccine for today. And I know uh, Dr. Smith has uh, has, uh, experience with vaccines, and 
as I said, if you look up what they're con their, they contain, or the, the formaldehyde, the thimerosal, uh, it ain't good. And and you're you're an experiment with these, these toxins going into your body. And haven't we been talking about toxins and and everything else and causing inflammation? So Jerry, what's your take on all this? Well, one of the biggest nemesis with the vaccines is the cheap preservative that Eli Lilly discovered back in the 30s, the thimerosal, which is literally ethyl mercury. And they gave it to other pharmaceutical companies at the time to experiment with. And they, the overwhelming consensus was this stuff's a neurotoxin. So if you're working on a laboratory animal and you want to create a neurological deficit, you give them thimerosal and it damages their nervous system. So the key is it's in the vaccines. And when the thimerosal, the mercury, ethyl mercury, gets into the nervous system, it literally travels up the tubulin, which is kind of like the plastic coating on a, on a wire, and it destroys it as it's traveling up the nerve. So you're creating a neurological deficit when you take these uh, cheap you know, preservatives that just can stay on the shelf for 10 years and not be you know, contaminated. The other thing that I've noticed, like we had one patient who told us that um, their father-in-law, after he had a flu shot, he couldn't walk out of there. He was paralyzed immediately. The Guillain-Barre syndrome, where the muscle weakness. You see, they don't talk about all the downsides of it. It's like you know, the guy that bought a car from a used car salesman, and he had so many problems with it. Two weeks later, he drove back, and he saw the salesman, and he says, pardon me, could you please tell me all the good features about this car again? Hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> the problem the problem is when once you get damaged with these chemicals you know in your nervous system uh sometimes there's no no returning and uh, that's the problem the doctors don't want to know from you and they won't even see you and the other interesting thing uh we see with the uh, the young children with autistic uh, children or autistic spectrum the thimerosal gets in the left side of the brain and it causes hyperactivity and speech issues and once we start to chelate or pull out these the thimerosal from the brain, um, their their skill level like skyrockets. We had a Down syndrome boy who had thimerosal on the left side of the brain and tetanus trapped in the left lobe of his thyroid. When we cleaned out those two ingredients, he soared in, in his ability to play the violin, his speech, uh, connecting sentences, thought patterns. It was the parents were amazed. Well, and that's just, and ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're just talking about the flu vaccine, but all vaccines, and and I will, uh, I'll, I'll I'll pull up when I get back to my home computer next week, and and all the excipients that I have found, all the contaminants in a vaccine, you know, uh, that the shingles vaccine has human DNA in it from aborted fetuses. Did your doctor ever tell you that? Do you want human DNA injected into your system. So, we're, you know, you have to be edu educate yourself about vaccines. And remember, the government has protected the physician and the pharmaceutical companies uh, made the law that they cannot be sued. So if you get a vaccine and you get crippled and you get Guillain-Barre syndrome or any other uh, neuritis and neuropathies that you can get from these drugs, you can't sue anybody. You know, they'll, well, they'll give you... Go ahead. They'll yeah, give you the, another, the, uh, something, but that's it. Yeah, the other scare tactic that they use, especially with the, the childhood vaccines, 
they they literally misrepresent by saying it's state law that you have to have these vaccines. You cannot enter school. Well, there's are a few states that have laws. Uh, I think Virginia and Alabama and possibly Minnesota, uh, but there's most states have uh, you know exemptions, whether it be religious exemption or medical exemptions, and you have to educate yourself. Uh, I think the National Vaccine Center down in Virginia list the states and and what which states you know still have protection for the consumer but you have to know your rights and and stand up to your rights well you know uh, vaccines uh, let's just stay with it a little bit and you know and the reason why they're being pushed is the number is is dollars uh pfizer's vaccine prevnar which targets 13 strains of pneumococcus bacteria that vaccine alone Last year generated six point two five billion dollars in revenue. One vaccine. Six well, you know, point two five billion. Yeah, about six months ago, my, my neighbor they basically buried him. You know, about four years ago, he started out with a simple pneumonia vaccine, and then he developed chronic infections in his lungs. You know, and with the steroids and the antibiotics, they couldn't get that under control. You know, finally, the poor guy deteriorated to the point where they had to do a lung transplant. He was on the, the waiting list for a year. He finally gets the lung transplant. Then he was in the hospital for over a year trying to get everything under control, you know, with the steroids and antibiotics. And, and finally, the poor guy died because, you know, they just couldn't – things got out of, out of control because the steroids just suppressed the whole immune system. And, and plus, you know – Eating the food in the hospital is just enough to kill you just from that perspective because it's, it's devitalized. So, I mean, you know, you, these stories don't go on 11 o'clock news because they're protecting their, their assets. Exactly. I mean, the, the, the big pharmaceutical companies are in everything. Dr. Um, uh, Smith this morning mentioned someone about vaccines, and I, I'll mention one that I have followed, and we may play some of her tapes later on in the, in, in the month. But Barbara Lowe Fisher, that's L-O-E-E, Barbara L-O-E Fisher, uh, she, she is uh, one of these vaccine, uh, anti, uh, anti-vaccine advocates, but she's really intelligent, well-educated, and she's the one that uh, brought uh, to, to, to light the fact that when they had a mumps uh, outbreak at Harvard University, it occurred in people and students that were vaccinated. You know, for it occurred at Harvard, and four other campuses in Boston are also starting to see cases, as have four universities in Indiana, and 13 cases of mumps have cropped up in California, but it's in people that have been vaccinated. So please, ladies and gentlemen, it's an area where you have to educate yourself and make up a, make a decision, and uh, hopefully your, 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 your physician will, will, will support you, but it's a, it, they have not helped a lot of people and we do not know how many people they hurt because they've been protected and you don't read about it. Well, you know, if you look at um, Sherry Tenpenny, she has some wonderful YouTube videos and I was watching one uh, that was probably about an hour and a half uh, yesterday where she shows using CDC, Center for Disease Control's own statistics. Yes, it increases antibodies in the body, but that doesn't mean that you're protected against that disease process 
So, you know, there's a lot of disinformation that's being put out there. And, uh, you know, if you do your research and look at the statistics, most most so-called plagues, okay, I'll call them by that, uh, are, are on the downside before the vaccine has been developed. So, you know, if you just play it out, it runs its course, and that's the end of it. Polio, you know, is a perfect example. The the darn paralysis disappears in about six weeks. You know, it's just ridiculous. And most polio incidences occur as a result of the vaccine. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to get this information uh, on CNBC or Fox News or what have you. You're going to get it right here on Rejuvenations Health Radio. Please tell your friends uh, Tuesdays at 4. We may add another day, but right now, Tuesdays at 4 at blogtalkradio.com. Time with Dr. Ron, and uh, we are really fortunate to have Dr. Smith call in with his uh, up-to-the-minute experience uh, in and in the field and with his best knowledge. We talked in the beginning of the program about proton pump inhibitors. We mentioned B12, and here I'm sitting in front of a, a relative's computer, and what pops up is an article from JAMA Psychiatry. Listen to this. Individuals with increased levels of circulating homocysteine appear to have faster rates of brain changes associated with aging than other people, whereas higher levels of vitamin B12 are associated with slower rates of brain a- aging. I can, I'm just, I summarize this article while I'm sitting here and basically, you know what, what, what proton pump inhibitors do? They prevent the absorption of vitamin B12. So if vitamin B12 is essential for brain tissue and brain aging, no wonder it's being associated with uh, ALS, myasthenia gravis, and and uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, but how so- about heart attack? You know, they, they also, it's the protein pump inhibitors over long-term use lower the levels of magnesium. And, you know, magnesium is necessary to dilate the coronary blood vessels plus involved in over 73% of enzymatic reactions of the human body, you're going to increase your risk of heart attack. So it, it's nonsense. I'd rather have a little bit of heartburn and digestion than die of a heart attack. Exactly. And you don't have to have either. You know, you don't exactly. have to have. You know, you can lose your lose some weight, don't eat before you go to bed, raise the head of your bed. I mean, they, you know, you don't have to have the heartburn unless you ask for it, unless you go out and, and party hard, and then, you, you know, you deserve a little heartburn. And, you but, know, you know even if, you, if you party hard, the key is you can tweak the body uh, with with additional food-based nutrients to counteract, you know, the abuse of foods that you put in your body. So if you if you know how to um, use vitamins judiciously, I'm not saying, you know, you abuse your body on a regular basis, but every once in a while you go out to a, a dinner, you know, reunion, whatever, if you take betaine hydrochloride, or if you take plant-based digestive enzymes, if you take some choline from the B vitamins, it'll help you digest your fats properly. So you're breaking down the food so it doesn't become a toxic waste dump in your system. All right, that reminds me, Jerry, that I owe you one. Light travels faster than sound. Do you know that? Light travels faster than sound. Okay, and that's I'll why bite. some people... That's why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, he who's on last, first? Last, he who last last thinks the slowest. But That's anyway. right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, last week we had some good comments about a, a couple of the, the uh, back and forth that we had. and uh, So I just have to get Dr. Smith before he gets me. So the things that come to those who wait may be the things left by those who got there first. Just think of that one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the the, the uh, something by the Dalai. People were created to be loved. Things were created to be used. The reason why the world is in chaos is because things are being loved and people are being used. Just a thought for the day. A simple truth. Well, you know, let's uh, change gears a little bit. And, and, and I wanted to talk to you about uh, air fresheners, that invigorating smell of a lemon or citrus scented air freshener. Seems like a nice way to clean your house, right, ladies and gentlemen? But what if it came in a can that said, quote, unquote, embalming fluid? How appealing would that be? Well, you might as well be using that. According to results of a study I read for Malahide, the stuff of embalming fluid and a known cancer-causing agent is typically formed when a chemical commonly used in citrus-scented air fresheners and candles called limone is released in your home. Guess what? But formaldehyde is just one of the chemicals people are unknowingly filling their air. Take all those wonderful fragrant candles, candles, for example. Why? You can make your home smell like fields of lavender, fresh laundry, or rose petals. And just like the citrus limone sprays, those scents can come along with plenty of nasty chemicals. In fact, the EPA warns that candles can release benzene, lead, and other pollutants that can cause health problems from breathing difficulties to cancer. So one of the big reasons it's so easy to contaminate our air inside our house, ladies and gentlemen, because our houses are really efficient these days. There's less cracks to let the air in, which means that air stays trapped inside your home. So while you may be paying less uh, for your utility bills, you could be paying for all that energy efficiency uh, with your health. So be careful. You know, go back and think about putting out real house plants in because uh, they take in pollutants through their leaves and roots. Uh, buy environmentally friendly green home improvements and cleaning products. Look for low VOC, which means volatile organic chemical paints. So stop with the air fresheners and burning candles already. If you want to freshen things up inside your home, do it the old-fashioned way. Open a window. Yeah, open the windows, right? I I sleep with my window open every night. It it really makes a difference. Try it, you know, both ways, and you'll see you wake up a lot more refreshed from the, you know, airflow that occurs during your sleep. The other big thing is people don't realize it. You know, they get a carpet in their laundry room or family room or whatever. And, you know, the quickest way to throw it down is throw some glue on it. So you got to do your homework. There are certain adhesives that are available that are very low 
in uh, you know the vapors that they give off is a heck of a lot safer. So you got to be careful anytime you're doing renovations with the insulation that's put into the house, the type of paint you're using, the glues for your carpeting, uh, the type of material of uh, you know for the padding. It all adds up, and you have that toxic building syndrome where people really get slam dunk and uh, you know can't function. And not to beat a dead horse, but you know, like like Doctor Smith says, we have all those chemicals from our environment, and then what else do we have at night that we don't that we forget to turn off our wireless internet? And uh, if you want to be protected against EMFs, you have to take active steps to have that smart meter replaced and turn off that uh, internet at night. And Dr. Smith can tell you more about the smart card that he uh, made one up for me. And uh, why don't you explain that to them, how that works, Jerry? Yeah, basically, um, you can take a frequency and then do what they call an invert, where you reverse the frequency to protect yourself. So, you know, give an example. I recently bought a, a Tesla car. And, um, you know, it has a huge battery in the bottom, you know, framework in the floor. So what I did is I took two glass bottles of distilled water. I put one in the back floor and one in the front, and I drove around with it for a while. And the water is a crystal, and it actually imprints the frequency from the magnetic field of the batteries. So then I took that water, cloned it, put it into my database, and then literally printed out a reverse frequency and have it on a little card, and I keep it in my car. Well, you may have just answered the reason why I've never been uh, interested in a hybrid or a battery-operated car like the uh, Tesla because you know you just you're just sitting on a on an EMF field right right under you. Absolutely. So, wow! So you found a way to, to to counteract that. Yep. And the other thing too, these little earbuds that people use, they don't realize it, but the frequencies come up to your brain bilaterally and actually fry your brain worse than just using the, the cell phone, which is unilateral. So there is a device that you can buy. It's like $22. It's called uh, anti-radiation headset. It looks like a regular earbud set with the exception that it has what they call air tubes that run down from the earbud that fits into your ear down to the little mechanism that converts the, the sound waves. And it's totally safe because it's been measured on, on specific meters to read these frequencies. And it's completely clean. When you put regular earbuds on there, it goes above the safe limit. So little things wow. like that, you know, can really make a difference. That, that, that's an important uh, tip for our listeners, uh, that want to be environmentally uh, friendly and here you go. And, you know, uh, with most of the uh, battery operated vehicles, I have, I have told people to stay away from them because they are on a, uh, they're on a, on a minefield of the MF of a, uh, both electrical frequency and radio frequency. So Dr. Smith may, uh, you may want to give him a call to find out how to uh, counteract that. Could, could, well, we do the same thing. Could that, could that yeah. be done for, for anyone uh, if they contacted you? Yeah, sure. Like we, we have patients that, let's say, have a mold issue in the house. And so what I do is I tell them, take, you know, some, uh, you know, little glass jars, like, you know, size of the uh, baby food jars or something similar, mustard jars, 
put distilled water in it, expose it for 24 hours in the different rooms around the house, and then we, you know, we take the water sample. You can mail a water sample to us, and then we literally make a homeopathic remedy from that water samples, you know, the combination of water samples. And then you can take the drops and it'll help counteract any mold or what other issues going on. You know, perfect example, we had a, a young woman from uh, Seattle, Washington that came in as a patient and she was staying at a local Sheridan. And, you know, I get a call from her, her father and he's in a panic. And I said, what's the matter? He said, Hillary is suicidal. She's depressed. She's like off the deep end. And all within a half hour of, of checking into a room on a floor that they painted the hallway. So I said, Tom, get two glass jars, put some distilled water in it, expose it to the hallway for 15 minutes, and I'll meet you at my office. He did that. He came to my office. It was on a Saturday. I made a homeopathic remedy from the the water that he collected, and within uh, one hour after he gave the homeopathic remedy to his daughter, she went back to normal. I wow. mean, it's scary. You know, there was an interesting book called Brain Allergies by Philpot and Kalita, and you could have allergy to chicken, to a spice, to anything pretty much, you know, and it can cause depression, it can cause uh, violence, it can cause uh, paralysis. You know, it just the brain is very, very sensitive, and people don't realize that that a food or a chemical can, you know, flip a switch and, and create havoc. Wow, that that's exciting. I mean, it's uh, sad when it happens, but exciting to know that there's something that can be done for it that outside of uh, what anybody has ever told you before. Where, have you, where are you going to get this kind of information except at Rejuvenation's Health Radio? You're not going to get it on television on the radio. You're going to get it here from Dr. Ron and Dr. Smith. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, getting close to an hour already. Uh, I do appreciate Dr. Smith coming on. We want to talk about in the future uh, taking naps. We want to talk about the Environmental Working Group. Uh, those of you that listen to us on the on the internet, ewg.org, just a great organization. Uh, they just released a list of the top fruits and vegetables that contain chemical residues. The data comes from both the USDA and the FDA. Uh, you get a good idea what what fruits and vegetables have all these herbicides and pesticides and fungicides and and Roundup that uh, we've been talking about over the past couple months, EWG.org, it stands for Environmental Working Group. If there's a sunscreen you want to use, check, make sure it is not one that causes cancer. Uh, Check out your cosmetics at Environmental Working Group. You know, ladies and gentlemen, a woman puts uh, on about two or two and a half pounds of lipstick in their lifetime, and a lot of the lipstick has arsenic and or lead in it. Uh, you know, you know what happens to most of you girls with the lipstick. You eat it off. So you might want to check ewg.org. Check out your your cosmetics there. A worthwhile site to visit every so often. How about the so, innocent uh, boyfriend who kisses it off? He's at risk too. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he's asking for it. You know, you, you know, <laughs> men are always they they're willing to take a little risk. 
<laughs> but well, why do you think talk. they wear red lipstick? It's a warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, that sounds fun. Boy, does my last boyfriend die? It could be like George on Seinfeld and Susan. Instead of licking envelopes, you know, you guys are maybe licking lipstick and knocking yourself off. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Well, I'm going to make a statement, and then we'll talk about it next week. I'm going to say, and I, again, I write a lot of stuff down because I'm more uh, left brain than Jerry. What is needed to return to coronary heart disease risk in the 1920s? I'm going to tell you, it's not more statin drugs, but it's a return to a healthful lifestyle and, di- and diet. So as someone said, let food be thy medicine. That was Hippocrates. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how our lifestyle changes and our uh, our choices influence our life, uh, how it affects our cortisol, how it affects our gut health, uh, how, how our nutrition affects us, how our, how our exercise, how it affects our hormones. I have a list and list and list. And if you look uh, and talk to any of your friends, everybody's having trouble sleeping. We're going to talk more about that and how the computer plays a part in it, how electromagnetic fields plays a part in it. And maybe you should be taking a nap every day. But napping is good. Uh, but these are the things we'll talk about in the, in the next week or so. Uh, right now, I am in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, enjoying the cold dampness of the rain, ready for a nap, actually. Stop rubbing <laughs> it in, Ron. <laughs> I still... <laughs> This is what a beautiful spring weather. I sort of remember that come up Memorial Day, you're still freezing your tukas off up here, and I forgot about that. But it is it is cold. You, you'll appreciate Naples a lot more when you get home. Look, looking forward on Sunday to uh, flying south, but I am having a ball here. And, uh, I, I wish I had time to go up to um, see Dr. Smith, but we have a full schedule. Uh, for the next three days, uh, going to Jersey tomorrow to visit a dear friend and a faithful listener and just a, a intelligent girl that always listens to the show and uh, visit some other people tomorrow night in the Repacy family. So, Jerry, I, thanks a lot for uh, for coming in today. And um, we will uh, bat around some subjects next week, uh, uh, like the statins again, uh, because we could, we could talk about statins, vitamin D and vitamin K, too every week and not run out of material. Maybe we should talk about, we haven't done it in a while, artificial sweeteners. Uh, I don't uh, like them, uh, especially the, uh, the ones that uh, have chlorine in them, like uh, the yellow one, uh, Sucre and all of it, I forget, Splenda. Sucre, uh, Sucre. Yeah, the horrible, horrible stuff. Actually a poison. How the uh, Spartane uh, causes brain cancer. We can go and, and start to talk about all that. And how, you know, the basic thing is they were they were put into our diet to make us skinny. Well, ladies and gentlemen, have you looked around your uh, lately? Are we a skinny nation? Has this low fat diet made us skinny? So we should talk about artificial sweeteners, sugar, and fructose again. Fructose causing so much liver disease and. Every time you get that Heinz ketchup, look at it. It has high fructose corn syrup in it, ladies and gentlemen. Deadly to your liver, deadly to your brain. So uh, we'll get into these subjects a little at a time, and uh, I will try and get more extemporaneous and not write down as much stuff uh, on the uh, urging of uh, 
our regular call-in, Dr. Jerry Smith, a great person, ladies and gentlemen. So with that, thank you all with an attitude of gratitude. I appreciate uh, all you've done uh, for this program. Please ask your friends, neighbors, tell them about it. If they can't listen live, tell them to go to their computer, go to uh, blog talk radio and just type in Dr. Ron. They'll come up with all our shows that we have done over the past three years. You can listen to any one you want at your leisure. We will be on iTunes and podcasts as soon as I figure out how to fill out the paperwork. Uh, but then you'll be able to listen to this on your phones. So uh, thank you, and we will see you next week. This is Dr. Ron and Dr. Smith. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.